Oh God, your love is boundless. We who were strangers have been made your children. We who were defenseless have been brought into your household. Keep us mindful of your deeds of mercy that we may love you with our whole heart and love our neighbor as ourselves. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in union with the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. The Lord warns his people not to oppress foreigners nor to harm widows and orphans. For God's people, consideration for the poor and those in need should be of prime concern. A reading from the book of Exodus. Thus says the Lord, You shall not wrong or oppress a resident alien, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. You shall not abuse any widow or orphan. If you do abuse them, when they cry out to me, I will surely heed their cry. My wrath will burn, and I will kill you with the sword. And your wives shall become widows, and your children orphans. If you lend money to my people, to the poor one among you, you shall not deal with them as a creditor. You shall not exact interest from them. If you take your neighbor's cloak and pawn, you shall restore it to that person before the sun goes down for it may be their only clothing to use as cover. In what else shall that person sleep? And if that person cries out to me, I will listen, for I am compassionate. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Paul blesses the Christians at Thessalonica for becoming model Christians that inspired the faith of the other church communities. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, you know what kind of persons we prove to be among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for in spite of persecution, you received the word with joy, inspired by the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place your faith in God has become known, so that we have no need to speak about it. For the people of those regions report about us what kind of welcome we had among you, and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. Jesus who rescues us from the wrath that is coming. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? 
Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Good morning, Jack. This is the first time I've been preaching since COVID. And Father Charity said yesterday, it's just like riding a bicycle. You never forget how to do it. And I told him, you haven't seen me ride a bicycle. <laughs> so I was going to wear my bicycle helmet this morning, but I thought otherwise. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be nine? Won't you be my neighbor? For over 30 years on public television, Mr. Rogers entertained and taught children as adults about being a good neighbor. Hopefully, many of us have benefited from having good neighbors. It certainly enhances our quality of life when we do have good neighbors, don't, doesn't it? As people of faith, do we love our neighbor as Jesus teaches us? Do we even know our own next-door neighbor? Are we ourselves a good neighbor? Today's gospel finds Jesus being questioned by the Pharisees once again. They were not asking Jesus to rank the Ten Commandments. They wanted Jesus to name the greatest commandment of the 613 commandments of the law. And Jesus never flustered. He answers as he sees fit and quotes two well-known passages from the Torah. Love your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, he says. The Pharisees would recognize this from their creed and as it was beaten quoted from Deuteronomy. The second part, love your neighbor as yourself, is quoted from Leviticus. And by placing these two laws together in his response, Jesus teaches them and does us that you cannot separate the love of God from that of our neighbor. While they cannot be separated, Jesus indeed makes clear that the love of God is first, and the love of our fellow neighbor a close second. Love of neighbor is firmly grounded, grounded in the love of God. When Mother Teresa accepted the Nobel Peace Prize in Oslo in 1979, in her acceptance speech she said, quote, is not enough for us to say, I love God, but I do not love my neighbor. St. John says that you are a liar if you say you love God and you don't love your neighbor. How can you love God whom you do not see if you do not love your neighbor whom you do see, whom you do touch, with whom you do live? Unquote. I think in our culture today, people are having difficulty loving their neighbor. Take, for example, in our world of politics. 
Who is our neighbor in this polarized political world? Do I love someone who doesn't agree with me? Do I love people who are not like me? The immigrant people? People of another color? People of another culture? While visiting inmates of Benner Prison, I had a conversation with a black inmate about the racial tensions that are happening in our country today. He looked at me and said, you know, Deacon Jack, we are not born a racist, but we are taught to be a racist. And that made me think of a scene from the movie 1942, the movie of Brooklyn Dodgers' Jackie Robinson, the first black player in baseball's major league. Minutes before the first pitch of a 1947 game pitting the hometown Cincinnati Reds against the Brooklyn Dodgers, a father and his preteen son were sitting hip to hip in the stands of Cincinnati's Crosley Field. They were breezily chatting about how many runs Dodgers shortstop Pee Wee Reese could score that day. Then Jackie Robinson steps onto the field and the entire Crosley field suddenly rises up and begins pelting him with racial slurs. The elder half of the father and son duo, with no exception, abruptly morphing from the jocular father to the viperous heckler, he yells, N-word, go home. You don't belong here, boy. The son, initially confused by his father's actions, he looks around and sees others in the stands doing the same as his father. And before long, even the boy joins the chorus of ignorance. Even he hurls the N-word at Robinson. The son wasn't born a racist, but surely he was being taught on how to be one. Where will we get the power to love others as Jesus loves and as he teaches us today's gospel. Perhaps the following story could be an example for all of us. Little Chad was a shy, quiet elementary school teacher. One day he came home and he told his mother he was going to make a valentine for everyone in his class. Her heart sank, afraid she thought, I wish that he wouldn't do that because she watched how the other children treated her son. Nevertheless, she decided she would go along with Chad, so she purchased the paper, the glue, and the crayons. For three whole weeks, night and day, Chad painstakingly made 35 Valentines. Valentine's Day came, and Chad was beside himself with excitement. He carefully stacked up all his valentines and put them in the bag and ran out the door. Next, his mother decided to bake him his favorite cookies and serve them warm with milk when he got home. She just knew that Chad would be disappointed. It hurt her to think that he worked so hard on all these valentines and that he might not get any in return. <clears throat> that afternoon, when she heard the school bus... She looked out the window, waiting for Chad. Sure enough, the kids got off the bus and having the best time, laughing. And there, as always, was Chad in the rear. <clears throat> he was walking a little faster than usual, 
and she fully expected him to burst through the door with tears because his arms were empty. But when the doors opened, she choked back her tears, saying, Chad, Mommy has some warm cookies and milk for you. But he hardly heard her words. He marched just right past her. His face was aglow, and all he could say was, Not a one. Not a one. Her heart sank. And then he added, I didn't forget a single person in my class, Mom. Mm -hmm. Everyone got a valentine. Chad treated his classmates as he wanted to be treated. Where we Christians often fail is in our true love of neighbor. Yet Christ says that this commandment is like the first. Love of neighbor is an essential part of our obligations toward God, toward him. If we do not recognize our neighbor as brother, our brother and sister, we do not recognize God as our father, and we are saying we do not love him. But who is our neighbor? Jesus is asking us to expand our definition of neighbor. He's asking us to expand our mind and expand our attitude. Not all of us may be able to give material help, but each of us can open our hearts with a kind word, an encouraging word for a neighbor weighed down with cares and troubles. All of us can pray for a neighbor who needs spiritual and temporal help. Most of us can deny ourselves of some unnecessary luxuries in order to give a needed loaf of bread to a hungry person, while those of us who have an abundance of this world's goods really don't need to look far to find cases and causes worthy of Christian charity. Remember that whatever spiritual or material help is giving out of true charity to a neighbor is indeed given to God. In Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, everyone was welcomed and valued. Mr. Rogers helped us to appreciate and respect others. He opened his door to all and warmly invited everyone to share their talents and their ideas. He showed us the power of kindness and compassion like Chad. How are we doing loving our neighbor? Are we the neighbor Jesus is asking us to be? As Mr. Rogers would say, it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. And since we're together, we might as well say, Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.